what I try to tell young coaches is I think you have to put it in the rearview mirror really quickly. Um, if it was a bad ending or if it was the best ending that, yeah. you, you, that you can have, mm-hmm. that once that's there, you, you, you know, 48 hours or so, and then you got to be focused on the next deal um, because that doesn't matter. It's done. Yeah. And, 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 and the ability to put whether it's success or failure quickly behind you and then get focused on that next, in this case, that next team. Uh, and and get your get get your vision there. Um, I, I think, however, just recognizing that and being able to develop that ability yeah. um, is critical to being able. Otherwise, you, you either dwell on a success too long or or dwell on a failure too long. All right, welcome to Let It Fly Show. I am Michael Severe. That man is Josh Jones of Creighton and, of course, Central High School, where I now have two kids at Central High they School. They had the best high school in I, You know, the air condition doesn't work. The oh, bathrooms aren't very God, nice. But other than that, it's pretty nice. <laughs> it's not bad at all. Like, their air condition doesn't work in here very well. Uh, again, this is going to be a fun show because we got a couple really good guests, and we'll get to that. Um, but first, we want to remind you, we're only – God, we're like eight days eight away. Eight days, man. Eight days away from the opening of the Let It Fly Sports Bar in the Capital District. It's going to be amazing. I've seen some videos, some pictures over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, the way it's coming together, it looks like it's going to be done. Yeah, people are like, I don't know if they're sneaking in or what. Yeah. People text me like, man, it's crazy in here. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get in there? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that it's a secret, but people working. It's like they're working 24 hours a day, uh, the right. whole time to get it done. Again, yeah. go to the website, letitflysportsbar.com, yeah. and you can find a great deal there. $100 gets you $125 in gift certificates, so you can buy the great food, the great drinks, and everything else at Let It Fly Sports Bar. It's going to really be amazing. It's going to yeah. be one of the best sports bars you've ever seen, um, whether it is sight lines, uh, how many TVs they have, the food. We talked to the chef, yeah. how good the chef is. Um, so you're going to have a good time. So make sure you make it out there. Again, beginning is the beginning of the College World Series. So that is June 16th. June 16th is opening, night, opening day. So we'll be there as well. And as always, Omaha Steaks, a great, great way to make somebody happy. Father's Day is coming up. Yep. You know, dad's sitting there, don't want another tie. Yeah. He don't want no more socks. You know what he would <laughs> like? Steaks. Amen. A Father's I Day I special. Do. I know I do. From Omaha Steaks, man. <laughs> I'd be set up. I'd be pretty happy with that. No doubt about that if I right. get that. Uh, so we're going to have former head basketball coach at Bellevue West will join us, Doug Woodard, who retired after coaching four decades. Yeah, right. That is crazy. ridiculous. He, when you coach your grandson, it's time to retire. It's, it is. It is. <laughs> yes, that is right. He's got like almost 700 wins. Yeah, and for sure. Of course, and he went out on top. Yeah. When you can go out on top with the, with the state I mean, of modern day coaches, sometimes when I think about guys like Coach Woodard, think about guys like Coach Barron's, yeah. like what's the top five? Well, we were going through this. Damon and I were chatting about this yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And with all the stuff, I think seven titles is how much Coach Woodard has between being at Bellevue West and then also being, um, he was at Omaha Christian or yep. something like that. So he, he's won those amount of titles. But then you look at guys like Fred Petito right. at Millard North with right. all his titles. Yeah. Um, I mean, Larry I mean, Martin yeah. at, at yeah. North, Omaha North. Right. You mentioned Coach Barron's at Central. Right. I mean, there's it's a pretty good list, but I think that's kind of your yeah. the top of your list. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of a lot on top of my head like that. Yeah. I, I, I think um, I bring that up to say that, like, I'm not trying to be biased about Coach Barron's. I think Coach Woodard is, like, if not the greatest. Yeah. At least he's pretty close. One A, one B. He's pretty close, and it's gonna it's gonna especially be, in basketball. Yeah, the way the way he has 
coached teams and the way he has turned around teams. And then he's had like a second life, too. Right. So we'll talk to him more about that, of course. And also, Hunter Salas will join us on the show. Yeah, that's going to be Now, sweet. Wake Forest Demon Deacon. Right. After two years at Gonzaga, he got in the portal, found the home where he wanted to be. Right. We'll chat with him as well. Before, the big news today, we're taping on Thursday. Um, the schedule is out for 24 and 25 for the Big Ten with the addition of USC yep. and UCLA, which yep. is a, a big deal, obviously. What's your take on it? Well, there's a couple things. One, that first year in 24, Nebraska's got the two longest trips for their road <laughs> games. So they go out to UCLA right. and they go to Penn State. I mean, in the way that has been looking like in the past for Nebraska, yeah. just that's another excuse to have two more L's to the roster. No, <laughs> no I'm I, yeah. I'm just playing, bro. <laughs> there is no harder place to get to. Yeah. Besides going to Hawaii, yeah, then Penn State. My There's God. no flying into Happy Valley. Right, you can go to Pittsburgh, you can go to D.C., you can go to Harrisburg, you can go to Philadelphia, and then you drive there. Right, and so that's a tough trip. Now, of course, they charter and do that kind of stuff, but it's still not easy. Yeah, and then you leave here when we're a little west of the teams in the Big Ten. You got to go all the way out to L.A. So the, the right. road games in 24 for Nebraska are Iowa which is their main rival again, yep. Northwestern, Penn State, Purdue, and UCLA. Yeah, That's your road game. So, again, two long so trips. So good for the conference, though, man. And it's going to be awesome. What you're it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like, it's going to be awesome. Then you yeah. have the home games are Indiana, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Right. The big thing about 25 is a team that Nebraska's played every year going back a while in Wisconsin, they do not play them in 25. Wisconsin falls off the schedule because you no longer will have the East and the West. And that's not their rival. The rival is yeah. going to be Iowa. So right. they get road games at Maryland, which is a pretty good trip. Minnesota, Ohio State, and USC. Dang. That's some tough road games. Yeah. Ohio State and USC. Right. And then your home is Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, Rutgers, and UCLA. Man. That's, it, your, that's your road. Now. Your home, excuse me. With everything you just said, yeah. I'm excited just because I feel like if you're really trying to rebuild, why not rebuild with something elite like that? Oh yeah, it is. What a, what a conference! It's what? it's a it's a huge yeah. addition. Yeah, for adding sure. those teams. Um, right. So it's it's a flex protect model. The one ratings they go, ratings are going to go. Crazy. That's why they're getting paid. All they're getting My paid for it. God. Eleven annual protected games. While every conference pairing will be guaranteed twice in four years in home and away. So you'll play everybody. Right. You may not go to their place to play them, but you're going to play everybody to make sure they got that done. That's something they right. wanted to get done. Right. Plus, I mentioned you get the rival. Right. right. That's Iowa for Nebraska. Yep. Plus, you get two protected games. It's Minnesota and UCLA for Nebraska. Those mm -hmm. are the two for 24 and 25. And then you'll have some rotations that goes along. But I think keeping the Iowa rivalry yeah. was important. For sure. Um, obviously, the distance is five hours away. Yeah, but, but deeper than that, it's the Nebraska versus Iowa. Sure connotation the of the state states. line thing the state, state line, line yeah thing. yeah yeah i mean you can go to that uh the the uh the bridge downtown there's a little state line yes of, uh, on the Iowa, bottom nebraska yep, yep yeah you know so like i mean i'm for it i can't wait the thing about iowa and we were discussing this when nebraska joined the big 10 back in you know, going into 2011 yeah like who's gonna be the rival who's gonna be the rival and i said the reason why it's iowa because your neighbor Yes. Could have an Iowa flag. Yes. Your neighbor's probably not going to no, have an Ohio State yeah, flag right, yeah. or Wisconsin flag. There's a good chance that they either were from Iowa, yep. know somebody went to Iowa, yep. Iowa State fit My something. basketball coach that recruited me, Coach Darren DeVries, that's at Drake. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Iowa. Really? Yeah. Okay. So Iowa used to play on TV. He yeah. used to cheer for him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, it's, the, it's <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I'm glad they finally got the schedule out so you know, and it also allowed people to kind of think about their plans for and sure. trips. Yeah. Um, you get to go out to the Rose Bowl. 
you know, which is going to be awesome. You get to go and play. You know, USC's going to come here, but yep. still, it's it's going to be a fun schedule. Yep. And I'm glad they got it in because a lot of people are waiting for it. You have some Rice non-conference games for Nebraska. They got a Cincinnati game that they play in there. Yep. So it's it's oh, going to come together. Fun, it's going to come together. It's going to be fun. Man. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We will be joined by the former... I'd say point guard, two guard, combo, combo guard, guard, combo guard, and current Wake Forest guard, Hunter Salas, will join us next on Let It Fly Show. All right, welcome back to Let It Fly Show, joined now by former Miller North star and now Wake Forest Demon Deacon star, Hunter Salas, joining us here on Let It Fly Show. How's it feel, man? I mean, you, you played for one team for a while. How does it feel to be now associated with this ACC team? I mean, man, it feels good, you know, um, going into being, being at Wake Forest, new, um, new scenery. You know, um, new conference. Uh, I'm just excited. You know, yeah. um, it's a lot of a lot of new things that I'm ready for. So I can't wait to get down there and get with the guys. Hey, what? Um, it's a lot of uh, HBCUs down there, right? Yeah. Oh how, yeah. How close to the uh, campus to to Wake Forest is the HBCUs? I don't know exactly how close is like the HBCUs, but I know like Duke. It's like yeah. right down the street. Oh, yeah. that's we got Winston-Salem University, which is an HB. That's right there in town. Okay. That's yeah. really close to you guys. Yeah, yeah so you're right. A bunch I know of like um, NC State, yeah. uh, North Carolina. They're like all yeah, on the, the triangle. Same road. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great basketball area. Yeah. It's also one of the smallest Power 5 schools in the country. Um, did that have did that any impact at all in you making your decisions? Because it's, it's, it's smaller class sizes. It's a, it's a smaller school. Any uh, impact at all? No, nah, I wouldn't say really. Um, the really uh, what really caused my decision, I would say, was just opportunity. Mm. You know, um, playing opportunity. Yeah, sure. for sure. Like I, this year, I know I'm really trying to get on the floor and show everybody um, what I should have been doing these past two years. So yeah, that's really what I'm looking forward to. Doing. No doubt. I want to dive back to uh, <coughs> the beginning. Yep. Um, for a lot of people who don't know your journey or whatever, to who you are today versus where you were. Kind of dwell on when you was a kid coming up and, like, the aspirations of you want to be on the path you are now versus where your talent actually was. Right. Um, well, I just say starting, like, all the way back, let's say, like, AAU as a kid. Um, I played on the same team with, like, Chucky, a lot of those guys in the Metro, like yeah. um, Chucky, uh, Jaron Marshall, yep. like a lot of those guys. And yep. I would say, I mean, we all played on the same middle school team. And I I would say I was up there, but I wasn't always, like, the best out of all of them. So um, I would say that kind of pushed me um, to start working uh, harder. And then getting up to high school, I had a growth spurt, started getting athletic. How many yeah. inches? Um, I say eighth grade, I was about 5'9". Freshman year, I kind of jumped to, like, 6'2". Then, then let's say, like, sophomore year, I jumped to, like, 6'4". Damn, yeah, I'm still so. waiting on that girl spur. <laughs> personally. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. But you, you call you almost you could say you were a late bloomer a little yeah, bit. For yeah, sure. for sure. Definitely, definitely. And um, I say that that kind of helped with my development also, you know, just um, being able to fill out my body um, and then just getting with the right guys. I started working with my trainer, Ryan Foster, and he kind of gave me, like, the tools that I really needed that kind of shaped into, like, my game now. So. For sure. I always describe people's life kind of in a Wikipedia form. So if that first paragraph is about your time at Gonzaga, how would you write it? What would you say about it? What, what, how would you remember it? I would say it was a big learning opportunity for me at Gonzaga. Um, I had to figure out how to play with, like, good guys, um, adapt to a role, mm -hmm. you know, um, basically figure out. It was kind of like, you know, how in the NBA, you know, you have guys that, like, vets, yeah, vets that you got to yeah. learn how to play with as a young guy for sure. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was kind of what I had to do as a um, as a freshman going into Gonzaga. 
Like yeah. just just yeah. figure out how I'm gonna get on the floor. And uh, what yeah. really got me on the floor is my defense. defense. How was it for you? Like once you was a you was a McDonald's All American during COVID, bro. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't really, you didn't really get the real experience right. of a McDonald's All American. How much of that psychological for you was it? Like you you at Gonzaga, you doing your thing, you thinking about like the accolades of you kind of coming up. You know your own potential versus like playing at Gonzaga. How much did like the momentum from high school either frustrate you more or keep you at bay of knowing like you need to eventually make a move? Um, well, I would just say right when I got to Gonzaga, it was kind of like all the high school stuff kind of flew out the window. Because, sure. um, I mean, they basically, um, they they kind of made that a big thing too. Like, um, wherever, wherever you guys were doing in high school, that doesn't even matter anymore. They kind of said that me, Nolan, Chet, um, yeah. the whole recruiting class, they basically, that's what they were telling it's us. It's like so. some major pain yeah, stuff, right? Tweaking. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, I mean, it was good, but I mean, I had to adjust quick. And I mean... A lot of the I know I know it didn't go as I wanted to, but yeah. it was something that I really needed for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it really made me dive deep into who I am, and um, it kind of helped me, and it, I feel like it'll help me uh, a lot this next year. Hunter Salas joining us here on the Let It Fly Show. Do you ever go to Mark Few or the coaching staff and say, "Hey, I want to play more. I, I need more minutes." Is that something you do? I, me personally, I never did that. Okay. I never went to Coach Few and was like, "You know, I want more minutes." But um, I know there was definitely like conversations like. My parents had, like, why isn't he getting more minutes, you <laughs> yeah. know? Uh, yeah, your mom's um, not that kind of person, though. Yeah, she wouldn't yeah, be like, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, definitely just trying to see, like, like what's going on. Because, sure. I mean, thing with my dad, my dad, no, I'm a quiet kid. I won't I won't even say anything. It's not like, you to go Yeah, to it's, it's not me to just go to yeah. the coach and be like, coach, come on, man. Like, I've been, yeah, I, I need some minutes yeah, type. Yeah. So, I mean, he knew that, so he, yeah. he kind of took it into his hands mm. and, like, kind of tried to get an understanding, like, where he was coming from. And then I say my second year, it was more like, um, it was more like I was splitting time. Like I got moved to a different position because my first year I wasn't playing point guard. Mm-hmm. So then my second year I had moved to a point guard and I became like our backup point guard. So it was it'll be different games. Like some games where I'm playing a whole bunch, some games where I'm barely playing. So um, that wasn't really what I what I needed, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so you basically saying that like, if the coach. Set the bar here. You just keep trying to put the work in until you hit where you think sure. you need to go. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of made you better in a yeah, sense. You that's know what, what I'm saying. And I yeah, mean, for sure. that's kind of how it is in the NBA. You know, like yeah. in the NBA, going into going into it. I mean, everybody's good, so yeah, it's sure. it's not like you just handed anything type. So yeah, how difficult was uh, we talked to St. Thomas a couple weeks ago yeah, about yep. that era of re- recruiting when you have COVID issues and restrictions, and how was that for you when you were going through that process? I say for me, it was good. I mean, during COVID, I kind of, I say workout-wise, I mean, I had a gym to always be at, so mm-hmm. that was time for me to really get better. For sure. And um, I know Saint was always with me all the time, too, so mm-hmm. that was the time we really kind of labbed up and um, uh, started to improve, for sure. But was it harder recruiting? Some of the recruiting had to be done over Zoom. Oh, recruiting-wise? Yeah, no, recruiting-wise, it was, it was almost impossible because I couldn't go to yeah, no places no, and no visit face-to-face. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything was over the phone, Zoom. Man, COVID tricked a lot off. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about me. Like, I obviously wasn't uh, high as recruited as you was, but I did do the college experience, though. Right. I did go visit the schools and all that. So I kind of feel like you was, like, cheated the experience. But, like, optimistically, I think that, like, your mindset has matured so <laughs> much over the last two years like, I wish you can get those moments back, to be honest. Like, Definitely. You think you'd have made a different decision if you yeah, had the opportunity you know? to go to some campuses? Um, 
I mean, I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't I don't know what I would have done. I mean, I know Gonzaga was my only my only official visit, so that was the only place I really got to actually see right. and see and hang with the guys mm, and be with the coaches sure. and actually see the atmosphere. So I feel like that's what kind of steered me into making that decision. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe mm. I say maybe before I even talk about Creighton, Nebraska, what was it about Gonzaga that made you go, ooh, like I I think I want to go there. What was it about that? I say, I mean, I like winning for sure. For sure, and, and yeah, they, they were getting, natty to, yeah, they they had made it to the championship. They didn't win, yeah, yeah they had made it yeah, to the championship. Sure. And um, the recruiting class, I mean, I was familiar with Chet already. Um, I didn't really know Nolan yet, but I mean, right when I got to Gonzaga, me and him kind of clicked. Mm-hmm. So um, it was kind of a no brainer at the time, you know. Um, it just felt most comfortable other than being at home. So. Yeah, for sure. So you decide you're gonna enter the portal and you start looking around. What were some of the things you were looking for? What, what, what would you say to yourself or your parents said that you said, I want to have these things for my next – I know opportunity to play, but what else? Um, basically, a, a coaching staff or a group of people that's going to give me, like, a lot of confidence, you know, especially from where I was just at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what I really need uh, going into this next year, just, you know, helping me get back to my old self, you know, my old ways and just being aggressive. So I feel like that was also part of what I needed. Sure. So, so now I guess it's a segue for the hometown question. Yeah. Overall, what is it about like in state before your personal self? What is it about Creighton, Nebraska that like you feel like doesn't Creighton does way more than Nebraska. But like, why does our talent leave? Do you think? I mean, Chucky, Trelly. I mean, I can just keep going on with the, the top talent. Right. Why do you think people don't stay home? Well, I feel like for me. I know, I mean, just growing up and watching all of these, um, like watching the hometown schools. Yeah. I just know for me, I just always wanted to just get out of here, you know. Nothing personal. Was, yeah. Nothing personal. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, but then um, when I entered the portal, I mean, Nebraska was really uh, high on my list, actually. Mm. You were at the um, spring game. You were hanging yeah. with Coach Holderberg. Yeah. You guys like you were having a good time. Yeah. Right. So I actually, I was actually really considering Nebraska. Word. And then it just came down to just opportunity, um, where I, where I felt like I'd be most comfortable and um, just, you know, a group of guys I feel like that believed in me the most, and that's when I made my decision. Hunter Salas joining us here on Let It Fly Show. So now, after having a lot of success in high school, you hear a lot of criticism. People saying that Hunter's not as good as people he shouldn't have been. McDonald's All-American. All these people criticizing you. How, how do you handle that stuff? I mean, I handle it how I handle everything. You know, um, I'll see it, but I just put it behind me. You know, um, I just got to focus on the main prize, and um, I feel like that's how I get there, by just focusing on what's in front of me. Is it a chip, though? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, I mean, I feel like I got a lot of stuff to prove to a lot of people. Yeah. And I feel like that's the – that's what's, that's what's going to make this story a lot better, you know, um, being a five-star coming out of high school and then, you know, having that – those two years were just a lot – a lot didn't move for me. I feel like that – that's part of a a good story for me. Why do you think you didn't fit at Gonzaga? I mean – you shoot the jumper. You play D. I feel like you can do everything, but I, 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 I do understand as a player that systems – it's like styles make fights. Right. Systems make players or whatever. But, I mean, I've seen other guys do things that you can do. Like, right. why, why, why didn't you fit from your perspective? Um, I wouldn't say that I didn't fit. I mean, it, I feel like it was just opportunity. I mean, uh, you, put, you put me out there long enough or um, – give me enough confidence to go out there and beat me, I feel like I could do that wherever I'm at. You no know? doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it just it just didn't work out. And it is what it is at the end of the day. But sure. 
I mean, now all I can really focus on is waiting for us and getting it done there. Exactly. Well, so what do you know? When you guys go in the portal, it's almost like you're doing like scouting. You're like Mel Kuyper yeah. of a team. You're like, mm-hmm. so what does Wake have? Where will I fit? How good will I be with these guys? What do you know about the team? Kind of break it down for us. Um, well, I feel like also went into my decision. I mean, they got a lot of pieces that surround me that also like will benefit me. Mm-hmm. Also, like we got a lot of shooters around me. Yeah, we got um, some big guys. I, um, big guy from Gonzaga came with me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. And what about they, the what's the point guard name? Is it like Booby? Booby Miller. Yep. He nice. He's, he's really good too. I watch, so. I've always been watching his tape. Yeah, we got a. I mean, we got a lot of good pieces, and I feel like I love winning. So I feel like that was where somewhere out of all the schools that recruited me in the transfer portal, where I feel like I could be myself, but also get some wins out of it. What about the head coach? What kind of relationship did you, you build with him pretty Forbes, quickly? Forbes. Yeah. Uh, coach Forbes, he's my guy. You know, nice. um, when I went, actually, they were one of the first schools to recruit me out of the uh, portal, and mm-hmm. we kind of clicked right away. You know, he has a um, uh, personality. You yeah, know, he he's a he has a, a bright <laughs> personality, and that kind of helps me because, you know, I'm like kind of a mellow guy. So he brought that uh, side out of me uh, early, and I felt like that's where we kind of connected. Nice. What type of things you working on with your with your own game, or is it just more so about getting your swagger back? Um, well, there's some things that I'm working on for sure, but it's definitely getting my swagger back too. Yeah. Um, but definitely the big thing that I've been working on is shooting off the dribble, um, making sure that I'm reading the right, making the right reads out of the ball screen. Um, just basically working on my point guard skills. I feel like I'll play a lot of point guard this year for Wake Forest. Mm. Um, and just stuff like that, you know, uh, like in. like a primary point. Uh, point and two, like oh, combo, so combo guard, kind of basically yeah, what yeah, I did yeah, all in high sure. school. Yeah, stuff combo like that. guard. Yeah, get yeah. it off the rim. Whoever got it, just feel. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, one of the things I like about um, talking to you guys, especially when you grew up with other good players, you build a friendship, but there's a rivalry. Right. The, break down that Chucky and you competition because you went against each other in some high profile right. games in high right. school, state championship stuff. How, yeah. how was that relationship? <laughs> I mean, off the, the field, him, off the court. Me and him go way, way back, yeah. probably all the way back to second grade. So, I mean, that's just us being competitors, you know. Um, but, nah, that's my dog for sure. I mean, me and him been hooping with each other since I can remember. So, You feel like you should have two instead of one? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, all, it's over now. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> you guys blew, what, a 12-point lead? Yeah, y'all tricked that. I ain't going to Yeah, yeah <laughs> I definitely feel like I should have two. But, I mean, they – they came they all the came, way back. Yeah. They did their thing. That yeah, you don't want to make excuses, sure. but you guys had like foul trouble. Guys foul got hurt. Trouble. You had nobody to handle the ball at one point. Yeah. Um, that was rough. Yeah, it was because you, you're watching yeah. on TV and you're like, oh, I seen this before. This yeah. is this you ever is watch us. it back? Nah, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to. You watch the win back, <laughs> just, right? When you guys won it. Oh yeah, definitely, uh, yeah. definitely <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey, you, Which, still, you still keep in contact with Coach Cannon? Yeah. Yeah, man, he actually came to a couple games uh, at Gonzaga. Oh wow, oh, nice. that's yeah, what's up. Yeah. Yeah. What um, what's your best memory from that season, that championship season? I definitely say that when Saint had forty eight. Oh yeah, that was the craziest, craziest game. thing I've. Yeah. Uh, Val, I'll be telling you. I, one time I had to remind him, like, "Hey, bro, remember you missed yeah, the forty eight. <laughs> man, that was. I feel like it was just so crazy because I've never seen nothing like that in person. Like Dang. a dude just getting that many buckets. I'm about to say even when I played. No, I'm, playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm it's like playing. Kobe out there. Yeah, man, no, that's killing. what it. He that's was what it felt like. Yeah, like he was, he was just. He was just in in his zone, and you could just tell. Like after every shot going in, he over there doing his celebrations and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I love seeing him get going, and uh, we came out with the win in the uh, no holiday tournament. So that was big. Hey, how how superficial is? Like, I feel like 
in this new era, and Michael, you probably agree with this, with this new era of like social media being the biggest thing when it comes to like connectivity, how much is it just like versus just being in a Hooper community, seeing all these check marks and other Hoopers from these different places versus them actually tapping in and being being cool with you to build a relationship off of? How much of that is superficial versus real? Because you get a lot right. of responses on right. on your comments. I mean, well. There's there's a couple guys I say like within the Hooper community that I'm like really close with, um, just from being around camps and like yeah. um, just knowing knowing them from hoop. But I mean, it it could it could it could get weird because there there also be a lot of people who just be hitting me up for just yeah. just just to do it or people that don't really know me. This was good, bro. Stuff I wonder. Like that. So yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> for people who don't know, your mom was one of the best high school players, she one of the best like basketball that. players here. Uh, when you were little, did she school you up in the? She she tell you she did um, yeah <laughs> I mean she she definitely used to beat me but right. I she she'll tell you she beat me all the way up to eighth grade it probably stopped around like seven I say seventh grade <laughs> seventh grade is when she stopped beating me yeah I mean because she was obviously she was taller than you you know yeah. you mentioned you had a late growth spurt yeah. so she goes she posts you up. Uh, she did all of that. She used to post me up, shoot the little mid range. Also, she, she showed you no mercy then. Oh no, nah. my mom used to show me no mercy. Dang. No mercy. Yeah, no, that's that makes you better, man. Yeah. But then, but then when I started getting older, I mean, she ain't played me no more. <laughs> we we, we ain't retired. played since like yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm retired now. Yeah, yeah, we ain't played since I've been a little kid. So no, nice. for sure. Yeah. Give me your goals. What are you? What are your goals for the, this season? Uh, individual or like as a give team? me team and individual goals. Because to keep it real, Wake Forest wasn't good. Right, and right. I but mean, they weren't I, bad. I mean, yeah, uh, I you, feel like they had a they had a they were okay a cool year. Yeah, yeah, it was it cool. was they it was moments, decent. Runs. It, you know, it was close to five hundred. Right, but yeah. I'm just saying that to say with that uh, on the table, like, um, are there team talks where like y'all thinking about like with the group y'all got now, what y'all could potentially do if y'all put in the work or what's the goals? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely, I definitely want to make a run in that ACC uh, conference. Um, I want to be one of the top teams in that league. Um, Get to March. I mean, yeah. I've been to March both of my years, so I you definitely have. want to get there mm-hmm. my third year. Um, but, I mean, individually, you know, I want to just show everybody that I can score the ball. I mean, I feel like a lot of people see my defense sure. and um, the things that I could do on that side, but I really want to show people the um, my offensive side of the game um, mm-hmm. on a national level for sure. Yeah. Uh, he got hurt this year, but how good can Chet be? Oh, man. He can. He can. I mean, they call him a unicorn. He can be really good. Mm-hmm. Right. Really, really good. He, he can do it all. Yeah. So, um I feel like he'll definitely show it this, uh, next year when he gets healthy. I hope so. They could have been good. They could have yeah. made it. I think oh, yeah, that OKC team. They, they're young, and they could be yeah. really good. Yeah. Sure. What do you think about him versus Wimbenyana? Like, I know he have like. Have you watched some tape of him? Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen yeah. him, definitely. I'm talking about Unicorn. Yeah. 7-5. <laughs> I feel like their their games are kind of similar. He's exactly. Just, yeah. He's just a just, little bit bigger, for yeah. sure. But, right. Um, they're, they're both really good. Yeah, there's no doubt Hey, who that. who's the best player that you've ever played against in high school? I say Jalen Green, probably Jalen Green or a um, dude named DJ Stewart. Yeah, um, I played both of them at the USA camp. Dang, yeah, because you played against some really good players. You have yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys were traveling. Yeah. McDonald's All American here. Yeah. I'm just, I just think about like how you didn't get that. I, w- I you think about the game. I wish you could have played in the game. Yeah. And you got the shoes and the, you know, yeah. like for real, man. Like you really put on for the city. There's more people for you than what you may understand and yep. I and I feel like for you I think something I just want to say is um 
it might seem like a little cloudy because you ain't been like who you know you can be to right. yourself. Mm-hmm. But, like, people cheering for you, man, they're just waiting for you to do your thing. Definitely. Your, definitely. your DM's going to get a lot longer. <laughs> you start hooping. For sure. I'm doing I'm doing Hunter, we appreciate it. Good luck this year, man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you thank you, sure. bro. We thank appreciate you. you. All right, now we are joined by, let's just call him a winner because he's won a ton of games. <laughs> Former Bellevue West head basketball coach Doug Woodard joining us here. Over 600 wins and 40 years of coaching. What are you doing for yourself now, man, as a retiree? Trying to stay out of my wife's way. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, you know, I'm uh, still involved with basketball, and, and uh, um, I think I'll always be involved with basketball. Sure. I mean, it's a passion. It's something I love, so mm-hmm. I don't think you can just stop and, yeah. and, and, and not do something. Hopefully, in, in this next phase, it'll be um, trying to help and assist, especially young coaches, um, mm-hmm. in, in, in establishing um, establishing a philosophy and how to create a culture and, 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 and those type of things. What's the capacity? You say you're still involved in basketball. Um, is it anything to do with like youth? Is it with West or what capacity? Well, it's um, so I've, I'm affiliated now with a group called advisor game plan and, and they do a lot in the area of business culture creation, especially with uh, just other type of business in the financial services area, okay. stuff like that. And, mm. and now it kind of branched out. I'm trying, I'm creating a curriculum for uh, essentially uh, creating um, a, a, a solid basketball program at, at a foundational and intermediate and an advanced level. Makes sense. So like what type, type of competencies do kids need to have at certain age levels mm-hmm. and, and then how to best uh, teach those and, and, and integrate those with those how to actually play, how to play the game, not just just right. learn plays, but right. how, to, how to play the game and play off of other players. You won the, the Coach of the Year Award at the Omaha Sports Commission Awards. It, it was really cool, your speech. I thought one of the, the things that made me think the most about it was when you mentioned your wife, and you're gone a lot. Obviously, you're a coach. You're always into that, and she's the one kind of raising the family. How, how do you do that? How, was that? how was that team developed in terms of your house team? Well, it's, I mean, it's hard. It's this juggling act. And, mm-hmm. and this is one of the reasons, Mike, I think it's, it's hard to get a lot of younger coaches into the game mm-hmm. because of the time constraints that, that are inherent in coaching. It, it's, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a juggling act. And, and you have to have a partner that is, is, is all in and supports that. And, and, and even at that, then there can be frustrating times because sure. – um, quite honestly, you're missing certain things. You're not there for, right. for, for others. And, and, uh, so it's difficult, but I've been very fortunate to have, uh, um, uh, a wife that is extremely, extremely supportive. How many kids? Four, four children and okay. 13 grandchildren. That's incredible. <laughs> you had to retire just to spend time with your grandkids. And that's part of <laughs> yeah. it. Um, obviously I'll have more time to uh to invest in their activities and, yeah. and the things that they're doing growing up and one of them our, our oldest is is now a junior in college so wow um he, he's at that phase now but we have uh the youngest i i think is just a couple months so okay how how many um how many of the 13 grandkids are in the ranges of three four and five that play basketball in our boys ages three four and five yeah any of them? I got a son. Uh, is what I'm saying. Yes. He's trying to get you to get somebody to play his kid all the time. Yes. My son. <laughs> I actually have. It would be th- three boys that would fall kind of in that category yeah. right there. My son is so. 
Lefty. You're trying to be a hooper. He's just like he's, <laughs> I try not lefty? to brag about him, man, but he's special. I'm not How old lie. is he? Four. Just turned four. He, it, he's dominated the uh, lead center already. All right, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, we might have to get something going. Yeah, we might have to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. It's so serious. Another conversation about it. But, yeah. um, but just kind of thinking about you, how did you even get into coaching? And when, like, was – I mean, because I know there's some players that, like, go into coaching. There are some coaches that never played. Like, what was the route for you to get into it? Well, um, I, when I played, I played for Coach Johnette at Burke High School. Mm-hmm. I know and, and, uh, Coach Johnette yeah. is. Great, great yeah. man. Yeah. And, uh, um, it, you know what, I just – I guess I just fell in love with basketball. Yeah. Uh, it was a process maybe – junior high-ish on up through high school and and I wanted to stay involved and and to do that obviously you know if you're going to coach you have to also teach you can't just coach right unless you're going to go the college route but uh um and and so it it just was kind of a organic thing that evolved I think over time and and uh um I didn't know it'd be a 40-year yeah, deal, but right. uh, um, uh, but that's kind of how we got involved. How okay. was the first job? The first job wasn't Roncalli, was it? No, Bellevue Christian private right. school, right. and then Ron for for uh, ten years, not all of which were high school. Mm-hmm. Um, Roncalli for six, and then you uh, want a state title there, correct? Class B title, Class B, yeah, and then Bellevue West for twenty five. That's seven total titles. Yes, sir. So what was I, Bellevue- I think? I think he maybe he's number one. Ah, Coach uh, Barron's got seven too. In a shorter time period. Yeah, but see, we when, were just going when it is winning, speech. we were kind of talking about yeah, it. Like so Petito, I was telling you, him Barons. that I think that um, I feel like um, for you, I felt like that you could potentially be like, I mean, we're in a, we're in a culture of the GOAT type language now, you know. I felt like that you were probably the greatest coach just because of the body of work and your longevity and how many, like, the the young man that you have developed over the years that I see out in the community and things like that, they all act a certain way, and I can tell that they were products of you. Not sa- the same for Barons too, but I just feel like I've experienced that with Coach Barons uh, a lot. So biasly, I can say that. But looking objectively from the outside, I admire the way that you have done it over the years. So mm-hmm. I was telling him if I can be unbiased, then I would say it was you. So I I mean just. As someone who was a competitor against you, but also um, like see the kids that have came from you, like I commend you because they all like kind of mirror your model. They all can tell me you have been the same over your 20 years with how you are. So I thought that you were the greatest in my opinion. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Josh. And I and I don't say this hopefully out of false modesty. I I, I don't even like. I guess discussing that kind of stuff because I don't think I don't think of it that way. I, right. I, there's so many coaches that haven't had um, the the fortune to coach so many great young men. They mm-hmm. they just haven't they haven't yeah. been in a situation and 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 uh, or to be at a place that really embraces uh, success and excellence. Yeah. Or and, and so to even I, I just I think you know what I've just tried to do um, tried to do a good job tried to be be fair with young men and, and tried to develop them as, 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 as young people. And, and, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Coach Wooder <laughs> joining us here on Let It Fly Show. So you have the seven titles. What was the best team that didn't win a title? 
So I bet, I'm assuming you had some teams who you thought weren't your best team that did win a title. Things broke the right way. Absolutely. Then you had some that were maybe you thought were your best teams but didn't win one. Well, it probably either, you know, probably either, what would it, 21, um, which would have been when Chucky and Frankie and those yeah. were seniors, or one of Antoine's teams that Josh beat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah twice those, in, those teams were good, twice. Twice in overtime. Yeah. Um, and and uh, those games, you know – Think back, one of them, so in overtime, I believe it was, so it probably would have been 06, um, we started overtime with Antoine, um, gets a three-point play, and so we're up three, and uh, two possessions go empty, I think, both ways, then Central comes down and and Vondre Tostenson. Never, man. Who shot 20%. 20%, bro. We, to this day, we talk about how he can't shoot threes. No, can't. He did then. Yeah. <laughs> he was two for two in that game. And if you wow. watch the film, I'm like, give me the ball. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Coach, Coach Barron's was yelling yeah. at him to throw it to him. Yeah. And Coach's hands go up, Everybody. I think, to his head the when arena. he shot it. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. And we kind of go like this, yeah. and the ball goes in. Wow. I mean, he would, we, even his. His defender let him shoot. We yeah, all absolutely. thought he was going to miss yeah. all of us. Wow. Well, and, you know, truthfully, things turn on those kind of things sure. uh, yeah. some years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we won the first one at Ron Colley. Um, we had a young man hit a three at the top of the key, Sean Conway. Now, he was a, a decent shooter, mm-hmm. but, um, but but it was a, it was a, it was a pretty thin line between uh, missing was, a make. And whether it was really a good shot, time score and everything, and he right. hits it. And you know we go on to to, to win the thing, and and mm, so those mm. things kind of turn on yeah. on, on uh, some some unusual <laughs> things sometimes. No doubt. Yeah, I um was thinking about like all the years that you have coached, and I always wondered like who was your favorite players to coach. There's a lot of great players that come from Bellevue West, and I feel like respectfully, I think everybody like like who watches this will like understand or except or whatever, you know, but like who would you say was your favorite player to coach in all of your years at Bellevue West specifically and why? It's like who's your favorite kid? Oh, boy. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> you, you know, I, I can't. I, what I will say, one of the most enjoyable, I've had so many young men to coach, was a, a, a young man by the name of William Guthrie. Okay. Um, and – I only had him for two years, so my first two years, he was a junior senior mm-hmm. at, at, at West, um, the two years I was there, and we were fortunate enough to win a state championship 2000, his senior year, um, and then he went to Air Force Academy, and mm-hmm. it's been very successful beyond that, but his, he was not a very good score. He was 6'2 and played post, mm. Oh, okay. but he drew countless number of charges and countless number of offensive rebounds, and he was always up at practice, even though his role was not glamorous. I mean, yeah. drawing charges and getting offensive rebounds. I, yeah, right. I wasn't doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a lot, anyway. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> smart kid, obviously. Smart kid wow. going to Air Force, so he Brilliant. he understood the game. Understood and where the he game. needed to be. And he did. And, and, and But his mental approach, that I'm going to do what's necessary mm-hmm. For the team to be successful, even if for me that's not quote what other folks see as glamorous um, mm-hmm. or important stuff. I mean, it's very important stuff. But um, it, so I would say, 
Yeah, I'm not gonna say he's my favorite. I, I got a lot of favorite kids, sure. but uh, yeah. um, he's somebody that stands out. He does just yeah. just because of, of that role and his mentality. Yeah, I want to go back to that that last game you coached. Um, you know it's your last game. It's coming out of the end, undefeated season. How did you hold your emotions? Or together? did you know it was your last game? Oh yeah, I, you know, I, I had told, uh, um, I had told the the folks at, at West and at district office um, in january mm-hmm. um i decided probably for sure and i don't know maybe november somewhere and yeah. that so actually before we even started the season right i didn't say anything uh, other than to my wife i i told the principal the ad and and then the superintendent and asked if they'd be kind enough to because usually when you announce that at least the structure in bellevue is that gets announced you know, they go through the board yeah. process, and that gets announced the first um, Tuesday or Monday, whatever it is, in March. Well, if it gets announced then, it's right before the state tournament. Right. And I said, I don't – this doesn't need to be any type of a focus, you yeah. know, for, for the kids. The kids – the focus needs to be on them. Sure. Right. And and uh, they were kind enough to, you know, to, to just – they wouldn't announce it till April and – so yeah, I knew, and and uh, it, it was hard. There was there was some some pretty powerful emotions at, at, at times. Yeah. Um, but again, my feeling was, it's the kids. It's it's not. You know, I mean, this game's going to go on, and yeah, it, no matter if I'm there, or, you, none of us are, are bigger than the game. And, right. And so just let the game be played, and, mm-hmm. and try to keep the focus there. Mm. Yeah, what kept you going every single year? Like, kind of, um, like each year will be a different year, all the way to, until this last year. Like, how did you last so long? Like, what was your motivation? Uh, you know, I what I try to tell young coaches is I think you have to put it in the rearview mirror really quickly. Um, if it was a bad ending, or if it was the best ending that yeah. you, you that you can have, mm-hmm. that once that's there. You, you, you know, 48 hours or so, and then you got to be focused on the next deal um, because that doesn't matter. It's done. Yeah. And, 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 and the ability to put whether it's success or failure quickly behind you and then get focused on that next, in this case, that next team uh, and, and get your, get, get your vision there. Um, I, I think, however, it, just recognizing that and being able to develop that ability um, is critical to being able. Otherwise you you either dwell on a success too long or, or dwell on a failure too long um, that can eat you up or, or, or get you your focus off. If you're dwelling on a success too long um, to, to what the deal is, you got You got something else in front of you and those young men deserve your best efforts. Ted Lasso show that he says, be a goldfish. Because they have very short memories. Yeah. Mm. So whether it's good or bad. I even know Goldfish had a memory. Very, very, very short memories. What kind of football coach were you? By the way, Goldfish may not think we have memories. memories. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. But, um, well, uh, I loved the um, I loved the offensive uh, part of football sure. in terms of trying to spread people out and create mismatches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I wasn't more of an offensive coach. Sure. Um, it's the fun part. Wise. It is. Yeah. It is. And I loved the, uh, 
I love the strategy of football. Um, it got to be a grind mm-hmm. coaching two Both. seasons like that in a row, right. and mm-hmm. then with how stuff has become so important off off season wise. I don't think it's a wise uh, combination anymore, to be honest with you, especially if you're a head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just don't think you could probably do it um, and, and, and do justice to what you need to do yeah. to get those kids that don't play football, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and are more basketball-centric, to, oh. to, to be honest with and, and get them uh, get them prepared. When, when I covered Eddie Robinson at Grambling at the end of his career, when he started at Grambling, he was the football coach, the basketball coach, the baseball coach, the track coach, and the athletic director. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> right. Constantly coaching. That's a legend right there. That That's unbelievable. It is absolutely nuts. Well, why haven't you ever, like, thought about going to coach college? You know, I did a couple times. Um, but, Josh, I, I think if you're going to coach college – and really do it. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be willing to go wherever sure. that something presents itself. Makes sense. And because of the family dynamic, um, I just wasn't going to do that. I, I just I, I felt you know unless something right here would present itself, um, I, I just I wasn't willing to get on on, on kind of that merry-go-round and 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 chase and chase that. Right. Um, I, I've got a lot of admiration for guys that do. Um, cause a lot of them, I mean, they pay a lot of dues. Uh, you yeah. start as a grad assistant, you, 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 and you might be six different cities in 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah. I just, that never, that just never appealed to me. Coach Doug Woodard joining us here, former head basketball coach at Bellevue West. You mentioned something earlier about helping young coaches. If you were going to give a piece of advice to a coach just getting in the business, what would you tell them? Um, I think kind of what I said, I, I said earlier that I the think memory for getting in. Yes. And, and don't ever, don't ever get enamored with ourselves and, and think that the success that we're experiencing is because of some wisdom that's peculiar to us. Mm. Um, because, um, there's a lot of really good coaches and we're all dependent on players mm. right? and we're dependent on their families and we're dependent on the, the community that surrounds, you know, having a good athletic director, having a, a, a supportive system underneath you. We're not going to succeed in this because we're really, really smart. Sure. Um, you know, we're just not. And, that makes sense. And, and, and so learn everything you can. Appreciate everyone that helps you along the way. Um, but, uh, but don't ever get um, – if you have some success, you know what, appreciate it and move on. Does does undefeated mean greatest? Like this undefeated team, um, would you say they're the the best team that you coaches, Wes? Or how do you wager that versus what's the best team you ever had? Josh Dotho sitting right now, waiting for this answer. Hey, and he we knows it. <laughs> he said we lost one game because his his buddy <laughs> and who he loses to. <laughs> his buddy Mike Jenkins yeah. was in the locker room, of course, because Mike still helps us uh, mm-hmm. or helped us. Yeah. And, and uh, so afterwards, because the kids have been going back and forth with him as the season went on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. been going back and forth, and 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 so Mike, you know, said something because uh, one of the kids said best West team ever or something like that. Yeah, we're, yeah. In the, we're in the locker room and, and Mike said, no, no, no. And then, so I interrupted <laughs> and I said, all I know is this team was 29 and 0. Yeah. You guys weren't Mike. 
Right. Everybody, of course. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a yeah. lot of audience that appreciated that there, and Mike yeah. didn't. Yeah. Right, with right, Josh. Right. I, but there's so many factors. The level of competition in a given year might be different than yeah. the level in yeah. another year. Right. Um, there's just too many, too many factors to say, obviously – the fact that they went undefeated. Yeah, it's hard to do. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it is. Yeah, the game's even changed. Yeah. In, in, in 17, 18 yeah. years, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many threes your teams were shooting back then, but it's probably triple now. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the game so. is just yeah, really they shot changed. A lot, even when I played. Yeah. But I think it's more now. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, it's and, but also, um, I can understand that statement because, you know, Central has an undefeated team too. Correct. And, and I kind of felt like Mike Jenkins, not for say, saying that, like, the team that I was on was better, but like um, from a matchup perspective, like I can see some of the guys on that undefeated team that could trump some of our guys. But at the end of the day, they were undefeated. Yeah, correct. You know, yeah, and, and and I would say I think this was overall our best defensive team. That we yeah, had. for sure. Nobody no. can do anything and, right. I, yeah. I, I, and they they really really good defensively. But uh, overall, if if they were in a series with. Josh's team, or or even Chucky's team, right? Um, I I don't know. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I couldn't. I could not bet against. I got the another other one two. for him. All right, yeah, one more. Point guards. Who who are the or no? That's no. I don't want to say point guards. Top five best players to come out of Bellevue West High School since you've coached. So obviously, Eric's not in that mix. Eric Strickland. Eric Strickland. Yeah, yeah let's, let's add him in there. Been there yeah. Oh, well, he's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obvious. I mean, yeah. he's a what? Two-sport athlete, too. He's yeah. a really good football player. Three. Baseball. Three. Baseball. Baseball, too. Yep. Yeah. Three. I mean, yep. phenomenal yeah. athlete. Um, Eric would have to be the top. The top, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, nobody else has played whatever he played eight years in the NBA. I know. Yep. You know so, yeah. And, and he wasn't Drafted just, in the baseball and even right. got to try Nebraska football trying to see if he could play. Probably had he been a – Maybe focused on one sport, mm-hmm. especially even maybe post college, he probably could have been professional in any of those three sports. Wow! wow. I yeah. mean, the one you, you you question the most probably would be baseball because you don't know how well somebody's going to hit. It's hard, yeah. Exactly. You know, but um, but just a tremendous athlete. Eric's got to be you, you know got to be the, the top of the list, and then tied for second, uh, <laughs> you'd have to say Josh and Antoine and and, and Chucky and, yeah. and Josiah. Um, and, and then, you know, I mean, Mike himself, yeah, Mike was Mike's really good. Mike yeah. was really good. Very underrated. Yeah, uh, I think and, so. And, and just a tremendous player and Malik Luchowecki. I mean, we've been blessed, obviously. Look at He's another good talent. That in year, I feel like he just decided to be the best player in the state for a week. Yeah. Like 2014. I didn't think y'all was yeah. going to win. And he no. just started being better. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Westside was a better team than yeah. us that year yeah. for the balance of the year. I, there's no question. I mean, they beat us by, I think, 28. 28. 28. Yeah. I remember I was there. Yeah. Yeah. You were yeah. there? I was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. We needed you. <laughs> yeah. Coach, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. Congratulations guys, you guys on an amazing do. career. Thank um, you. Winning Coach of the Michael. Year and, uh, and uh, getting to retirement. Man. Appreciate yeah, happy it, retirement. Thanks, Coach. Have a good one. Take you care, too. guys. All right. We want to thank our guests on this episode, Hunter Salas, who joined us, and, of course, Coach Woodard as well. You know Coach Woodard. We didn't get to it, but he's one of the few coaches that actually had a fake Twitter account out there. What? He had fake. 
Jake Doug Woodard, <laughs> who was Woodard, who was a very funny guy. Yeah. Or woman, whoever was doing the account right. was very funny. And if you ever talked about the team, he would always jump in there. Oh, He was yeah. pretty funny. He I was never pretty knew good. That. That's yeah, when was, you know you made it. When you made it, when you got a fake account, <laughs> yeah. you got a parody account. We want to thank both of them for coming on with us as well. Of course, our executive producer. Phil McClain. He's the executive producer. My guy. The producer that actually does a lot of work, though. Yeah, I should have said it with more hype, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Phil well, McClain. Yeah, <laughs> Phil McClain. And then, of course, Pat Safford, who does thank putting you, the show together. We appreciate it. As always, Omaha Steaks is a great gift. I want to remind you again, June 16th. Yep. We'll be there. We want you there as well. The opening of the Let It Fly Sports Bar down in the Capital District. Yep. So, as always, Josh, take us away. Yo, when it comes to that sports bar, don't meet us there. Beat us there. It's your boy, Josh Jones. On behalf of my man, Michael Severe, you know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show. Let it fly.